Hey everybody, Sarah here, your host of The Wedding Dish. And before we get started, I have a quick message for my wedding pros who are listening because I know someone out there needs to hear this today. We have had a hard year in 2020, and I know a lot of us are feeling stuck in our businesses or anxious about how we're going to hit the ground running after weddings are finally back to their former glory. I get it because I have felt that way too, and I decided to do something about it. So I reached out to my dear friend, Taylor, at Lemon Tree Editorial. You have heard her here on the podcast before many, many times. She's co-hosted, she's guest-hosted, and she's been a guest too. And she is a website copywriter for the wedding industry, but her job title really should be Word Magician because that's what she actually does. I hired Taylor this summer to rewrite the Wedding Dishes website and I have to tell you, she nailed it. She captured my voice, my jokes, including my silly puns. And I was so shocked at how much it sounded like me that I just couldn't even believe it. It was incredible. But more important than capturing my voice, she, her writing always speaks to my audience. It's just perfect. It's persuasive. It's inclusive. And I know it's going to help the podcast attract even more amazing guests and sponsors. If you're a wedding pro who has pivoted this year or last year or rebranded, or just maybe has had the same old website for way too long, you have got to reach out to Taylor at Lemon Tree Editorial. Head on over to her website, lteditorial.com, L-T, like lemon tree, editorial.com, and tell her Sarah sent ya. Oh, and Clouseau, who I'm sure you can hear snorting right next to me. Have a great day and enjoy this episode of The Wedding Dish. Hello, and welcome to The Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about life, love, and entrepreneurship. Let's dish. That's Sarah Alipin, host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. And that amazing lady over there is my co-host, Taylor Griffith. Oh my gosh, you got married. I did get married. I forgot. <laughs> It's it's learn it's learning process for me too. Half the time I'm like, no, not my name anymore. De La Fuente, yeah, um, who is the CEO <laughs> of Lemon Tree Editorial, an amazing copywriting company for um for wedding professionals. Thank thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being here on the wedding dish today, Taylor. Yeah, absolutely. And is is Clouseau hanging with you today, Sarah? You know, he was, but he um we were talking about a dog on the last podcast and he got really excited and had to go downstairs for a couple minutes. So <laughs> Okay, so it's just us girls here today. <laughs> just us girls today. Uh, so let's dish. Today, we are talking with Neela Asadi, who um, is the lady behind Asadi Graphics, and she's also an engaged human, which is super exciting. Thank you for being here. 
Thank you for having me. Super excited. Oh, Neela, congrats on your engagement. That's so exciting. Thank you. It feels uh, COVID uh, months feel much longer. They're like cat years. So it feels like it's been a while. (laughs) But thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. That's that is such an an interesting comparison. I always say COVID time is like airport time because you can't, um, you can drink at any point of the day and no one's there to judge you. And (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing. (laughs) We all just are living in our own time zones. (laughs) It's five o'clock somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of time zones though, where are you, Neela? Um, So I actually moved to Miami, Florida this past January from New York City with my fiance. Um, And it's been pretty wonderful. I mean, no complaints. It's super sunny outside and um, new chapter, new city. So we've been loving it. And did you grow up in New York? I grew up uh, right outside of New York in New Jersey, so I basically have been in New York most of my adult life. Um, I went to college in Boston, but um, I've been a New Yorker and um, decided to move south. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that you are somewhere sunny and enjoying it with your um, significant other. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, he's... He's um, living his best life, and he is just fully embraced life and outdoors and the ocean. So it's been really great. Oh, I miss the ocean. I miss everything. <laughs> Come right. visit. <laughs> in, in the middle of COVID, I miss everything. I miss friends. I miss being outside. I miss all of that. So we're almost at the end, friends. We're almost there. Yeah. Yeah, we're close. We're close. We got to stay positive and strong. (laughs) Yes, yes, we're close. We're close. Um, And speaking of, so I do want to talk about your business, but I before we jump into that, I want to ask you a little bit about what you've started since you got engaged during the pandemic. Can you tell us a little bit about the Wedding Collective? Of course. So um, funny enough, uh, a year ago, right around this time, um, when things with COVID were kind of starting to pick up and we heard whispers about it, um, I started to notice a lot of conversation with brides that I was working with that uh, were having the same concerns and the same quarrels and conversations with their partner, their friends. And um, I noticed that there was a lot of overlap in the overwhelm when it came to planning their wedding. So I almost became a wedding therapist in that sense, Mm -hmm. because I was just constantly having these conversations with people who were more than clients, they became friends of mine. And I realized that there's strength in numbers and rather than me just talking um, with them through some of the questions they had about guest lists and finding the right dress and um, moving in with their partners, you know, 
it's almost easier if brides talk to brides. And at the time I wasn't engaged. So I realized it was um, missing in our community in New York City, at least, um, to have these kind of open forum, safe space conversations for uh, people getting married. So it was supposed to be an in-person event that turned into a virtual event in March of last year. And it was pretty amazing because we were able to get, um, I believe it was over eight brides and four past brides come in on Zoom. And as I facilitated, we were kind of just talking about all of the things everyone had at top of mind. So planning their wedding, but now you throw COVID into the mix and what's everyone doing? How are their vendors handling it? How are venues handling it? So it became this very dynamic space where people felt super comfortable to talk about all of these questions and concerns they had, but also like get to know other people they wouldn't necessarily have um, met. And this essentially continued all of last year. And everyone almost started to know everything about each other's weddings, which was super cool. And month by month, um, since it was held every few weeks, we would see tons of progress, we would see um, updates, and uh, I would bring in a guest speaker each time, and uh, we covered tons of different topics all related to the wedding. Um, and it was a really um, beautiful way to kind of find the silver lining, I think, for everyone who was having such a hard time um, postponing, canceling, figuring out what they wanted to do. Um, and a lot of people brought their significant others. So it was something I looked forward to. And then towards the end of it, I got engaged. So I joined the other side. Um, so Love it. it's been, yeah, it's been great. And we're, um, hosting another one next week, uh, March 16th. So it'll be fun. And our first one for the new year. It sounds That's like a real thing. And how can group. people get involved? Yeah, essentially, it's just that. And um, I don't like using the term wedding therapy, but it almost became like a, uh, yeah, like um, a safe space for any engaged couple to uh, find support. I love that. And how can people get involved? So um, through my Instagram, Asadi Graphics, I have the link through Eventbrite and they can sign up and they could bring friends and it doesn't have to, it's not a membership. You can just drop in whenever you want. Um, and we're starting to host them every month moving forward. So um, I can provide the link after our session. That'd be great. Um, I think that's such a, especially given what's going on right now in the world, especially in the wedding industry, uh, or not maybe especially in the wedding industry, but it's deeply impacting um, what we understand as the wedding industry. Um, it must be really refreshing for people to be able to come together and get that support and have that sense of community. That's awesome. I love that. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about your business? When did you get started? What um, made you so excited to be part of the wedding industry? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I went to college um, at Northeastern in Boston, and I studied graphic design. And I had done a few internships in my undergrad. And my last one, my senior year, was at a boutique invitation uh, design firm in New York City. My sister actually happened to use them for her wedding a few years prior. And I remember her talking about how wonderful her experience was, how um, curated everything was throughout the process, and how special the um, people working there made her feel, which I thought was such a lasting impression. And so when I got to intern there, really opened my eyes up to the wedding industry. And with my background being Persian, I grew up going to tons of weddings. And um, I always, you know, it's cliche, but I was definitely always a hopeless romantic. So I wanted to kind of merge my um, passion for graphic design into the wedding industry. So a couple friends of mine um, started getting engaged. So I was just doing freelancing on the side. And then um, from invitations, it kind of turned into, can you also do our save the dates and our website and maybe some items for our bachelorette party mm-hmm. and our day of signage. And it became this super holistic partnership where I was working with them from the moment they got engaged until the day of. And again, I thought there was this really cool connection between someone who's a designer and then uh, the couple getting engaged. And I don't do any wedding planning. I definitely um, am more on the creative side, of course, to the coordination. So one client led to another, which led to another. And then Asadi Graphics essentially became a wedding curation and design brand, which I really love because it was different from working on small business brands like I was doing before. It was really special and unique to the couple and obviously to each two individuals are different and each wedding is going to be really special. So it opened my eyes up. And what I love about it is that it's, it's such a collaborative process. And um, I think everyone deserves to have that really special moment the way my sister did. So I've always strived to um, leave again, that lasting impression for people so that they really have their vision brought to life. I love that. That's such an amazing reason to want to be in the wedding industry. Thank you. I really love that. Um, So is there like something specific about the wedding industry, being part of the wedding industry? Is there something specific that you'd like to offer advice for any couples out there who are um, engaged or thinking about getting engaged or potentially planning some sort of wedding or celebration? Absolutely. And I think I can attest to this even more now that I am engaged. Mm -hmm. Um, Something I'd always heard and through the wedding collective, something I always repeated, but now really wholeheartedly feel is that Obviously, when two people decide to spend the rest of their lives together, there's this really amazing unity and partnership. 
But I think planning a wedding, no matter the size, there's so many decisions that come into play. And I think it's so important at the end of the day to remember that you and your partner are fundamentally need to both come to some sort of um, agreement and like compromise on certain things that maybe you don't necessarily see eye to eye on. But at the end of the day, it's for you. And I, I see it a lot through the wedding collective where people get really overwhelmed by all of the moving parts, family members, you know, bridal party, groomsmen, all these things. But at the end of the day, like things are going to happen. COVID will happen. And it's hard to kind of want to nitpick and predict everything. But I mean, if you and your partner are on the same page and you're just excited about it and not letting, you know, the small stress factors get in the way, my biggest piece of advice would be just like, enjoy the ride. Cause like, this is a really unique time in your life. And, you know, speaking to people who have been married now, starting their family, like you're not going to get that time back. So I have to remind myself of that. Like things keep kind of coming up. And I, I obviously by default, you know, do tend to stress out about it, but then I'm like, you know what, it's going to be fine. We're going to work it out. We have time. So I think that would be my advice. That's great advice. I really love that. So, Neela, I was I was loving what you're saying about sort of the compromise between the two partners who are planning this wedding, and it made me think about um, you and your process and how you work with your couples who hire you for designing their invitation suites and their day of and all of the things. I mean, how how do you? combine two personalities together into an invitation suite? Because I feel like that is really what somebody is hiring you for. And as a writer, I know that that's like the top question that I get asked is how do I know that you are going to be able to like understand me and my personality and take take that on? And so I, I wonder for basically the same question for a couple for their happy day. That's such a good question. <laughs> yeah, that is a good question. It's funny because I get that question a lot from couples too. Mm-hmm. It's like, how are you going to know how to do this? And I'm like, that's why you're hiring me. That's, that's what I do, baby. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, well, so I think there's a few factors that go into it. But first off, just like any start to a relationship or friendship, you have to get to know somebody. So Um, the blessing of Zoom now, but even before that, when I was meeting couples face-to-face, it all just starts with a conversation. And we really, I always kind of start off by asking questions about how the couple met and um, what are some, what are some preliminary um, like vision that they have for the wedding and what matters most to them? What are they most excited about? What are they most anxious about? And um, I kind of just like soak it all in so I can get to know them a little bit. And then from there, it kind of becomes a little more methodical with a follow-up questionnaire. And I always start with, um, since I'm very visual and um color palettes and um, color schematics are really important to my creative process. It always kind of stems from that 
first. That's always like the first mood board inspiration um, that I'm kind of able to gauge what the couple individually and together would want to see. So um, from there, from that initial step, then I kind of am able to get a sense for their style. Um, I was talking to a couple this morning who have very different cultural backgrounds and, um, you know, um, the bride is European and, um, the groom was born in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, how do you bring together all of those factors? And it's like so many different Pantones to work with. And then, um, so many different, um, just overall, um, like aesthetic elements that we can kind of bring into play. So it's about also finding like the sweet spot of, um, making sure like everyone's bases are covered. And, that again, there's like a harmony between, um, both sides. And I think that's really important. And I definitely, I'll be honest, I sometimes feel that one voice is kind of overpowered over the other, but that's why I always encourage couples to have conversations with me and I'm sure with you together so that we can make sure both parties are heard. And while it is a unity, you want um, both individuals to feel like they're being represented and their vision is, um, you know, morphed into one. Totally, totally. And I love that you brought up cultures and traditions too, because of course that's such a big piece of how like the wedding day itself happens. So if you don't mind, since, um, you are also engaged, I wanted to ask you about like the cultures and traditions that you're going to maybe incorporate in your wedding that you're planning. Cause I know you mentioned before your family is Persian, right? Yeah. Um, great question. So my fiance is also Persian. So oh, cool. lucky enough, I think um, we both were raised in really similar households. And um, a lot of the things that matter to me um, also matter to him for our wedding. So if you're familiar with a Persian wedding, there is um, a sofre, which is basically a table display that will have different elements representing different things for love, happiness, fertility, life. And it's really beautiful and can be super customized depending on how um, traditional or if you want to be more casual you are. So this is kind of like the forefront of how people for Persian weddings want to um, symbolize what matters to them culturally. Um, and I'm not super religious, neither is my fiance. So, um, it'll be much more of, again, a cultural ceremony, which is awesome because, um, I think, you know, that makes both of us really excited and it's great because as much as it matters to me, it matters to him too, which I'm, I feel very lucky because I wouldn't want to put all the you know, wait on my side. I want both of us to feel very balanced and excited about this. And, um, you know, other elements like the florals will have to like come into play, which is super fun. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's like you, everyone has a blank canvas if they want, and yeah. then it's kind of mm -hmm. like, how do they want to, um, how do they want to 
paint, paint this picture for their wedding. Yeah, love that. Especially again, for you as a visual artist and a graphic designer like that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I know you mentioned florals. Are there any other pieces of like your wedding planning that you've started to really dive into that you found maybe like easier or harder than other than other areas? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I was um, telling my fiance this. So, you know, I thought I was like going to be so prepared and um, I'll be really honest. You like a whole wave of emotions kind of come over you because you're like, wow, there's so much to do. And even if you're really well-versed in the industry, it's different when it applies to you for some reason, because we know how to separate work and our personal lives. So like you ask any of us to do something for our jobs and we will be super proficient. Of course, that's Mm -hmm. where it's our expertise. But then it, you know, the wedding is like a well-oiled machine. So um, something that really took me by surprise was choosing our photographer, not because there aren't millions of amazing photographers out there, but I just thought it would come so much easier to us. And we're working with a planner for our wedding and I love my planner. They're amazing. We completely connected off the bat, but their suggestions weren't really in line with mine and uh, Rosie's. So we had to do tons of homework, which is fine. But we ended up interviewing eight photographers again, online, virtually. And I think it's, I think it's super important because that to me, I didn't even realize this was going to be a huge, like, um, uh, something that was going to get me really excited about the wedding because the photographer becomes like the third person in the relationship for the wedding. you, You have to feel connected to them. And again, like being someone who's creative and artistic, you have to really love and appreciate their craft. So there were so many people that we really, really enjoyed their work, but it was almost just about like, do we want to hang out with this person? You know? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I say this all the time. And so that to me, like really took me by surprise because I was like, oh no, we'll find an amazing photographer. Like there's so many uh, incredible creatives out there. Like it'll be a no brainer. And then it turned into like a three week process, which is again, fine. But um, that was something that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, and I know with the wedding collective, like that's something I'm sure y'all talk about all the time. So are other people who you've talked to through that group having similar issues or is that kind of like unique to you? Um, I think it, I think it depends because I know a lot of people who, you know, they were, if they're working with a venue, then they're given a planner and right. then it's almost like it's a no brainer and they happen to really enjoy all the vendors that they're um, suggested, then it becomes, you know, super um, seamless for them. Whereas I think my wedding, we're kind of doing it a la carte, which is great. I mm-hmm. prefer it that way. But um, when I mentioned that other people were like, yeah, like we were choosing our videographer and like, how do you choose one videographer when there's so many great videos out there and music yeah. and lighting? So um, again, I think it's, <laughs> we're lucky we have so many options, but um, it kind of just depends on your preference and your taste. I totally, totally agree. 
and you spend more time with your photographer on the wedding day than anyone else and your videographer second to that. Correct. Um, so it's kind of, it is almost like they're a third person in your relationship or fourth person in your relationship at that point. And they've got to get who you are. So I love that you took the time to figure that out. Yeah. And it's funny, initially, my fiance was like, you just do the interviews. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is super important for both of us. And then once we did our first one, we understood why, because both of us have to really enjoy spending time with that person and their craft, of course. Amazing. I love it. Um, Well, we are going to take a super fast break. We will be right back on The Wedding Dish with Neela Asadi, who is the founder and CEO of Asadi Graphics. And we are back on The Wedding Dish. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. I am Sarah Alipin. I have my co-host today, Taylor De La Fuente, newlywed and CEO of Lemon Tree Editorial. And we are joined by the amazing Neela Asadi, who happens to be engaged, but is also the founder and CEO of Asadi Graphics. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we've talked a little bit about your wedding plans, but we don't know where you're getting married. Um, So we are getting married in Sevilla, Spain. Uh, next year. Yeah. Next year, (laughs) 2022. Um, and that was a pretty fun, exciting decision. Um, Razi and I, my fiance both have family that live overseas and we wanted to make our wedding easy enough (laughs) for everyone to be able to travel to. And my fingers crossed for every single every single day that everyone will be able to travel there hopefully by next year. Um, But we chose Sevilla because um, I myself really love and embrace Spanish culture and have always wanted to get married in Spain. And my fiance's parents actually got married in Madrid and um, his mom lived there for a good portion of her life. So uh, it felt really special to us and, while neither neither of us have actually been to Sevilla yet, <laughs> um, we chose our um, destination wedding um, based on, you know, a lot of research, um, talking to a lot of family and friends who have traveled there and really love it, and getting to know our vendors and our planners again virtually. Yeah. Well, and that makes so much more sense now. I I feel silly that we didn't ask that question sooner, Neela, because like we were talking about all the different specifics of like, how do you get to know people and how do you choose your vendors? And you were talking about choosing the photographer and like, well, that <laughs> makes it a lot more complicated when they're across the world from where you are. But that does make me think about let's back up for a second. So you are a graphic designer who works with couples for their invitation suites. So are you doing your own invitation suites or are you hiring somebody? Because I imagine in some ways it would be easier to do your own. And in many ways it would be harder to do your own. So again, this is a question that I've kind of been putting off to the side because one, we have still a handful of time. So it's not like I need to be doing them. Um, 
too soon, but I have been thinking about it quite a bit, and I think it would be really amazing to do my own. However, I can foresee it definitely being more challenging because it's like kind of me, myself, and I, and obviously my fiance will have a lot to do with it. But um, I think the beauty of working with someone is that you kind of have this like give and take, and they can really help you get to um, your decision with another, you know, another opinion. Um, I'm pretty confident that we're going to get, we're going to get there, but it's definitely mm-hmm. it's something I'm thinking about like, Oh, this is going to be really interesting. Um, and again, I'm super excited because, uh, being that we're getting married in Spain and we both have a Persian background, I think we have a lot of great context to work with. Um, but I almost feel like pressure's on for Nila because <laughs> this is what she does for a living. So, um, you know, I've been almost the same way I would ask any couple to start gathering inspiration. I, you know, I bookmark things that I really like and put them in a folder and I know I'll revisit those in a few months, but, um, something I've been thinking about. (laughs) That's so interesting. Um, I have like a million questions. Um, but are you planning on incorporating tradition, Spanish traditions and or Persian traditions in your wedding? Um, so Spanish traditions, since we are doing a destination, we are um, inviting family and friends for the weekend. So I know off the bat, we're going to be having some flamenco dancers one night, which will be Ooh. really fun. And um, I think I was maybe Spanish in my other life. So I'm super <laughs> excited about kind of dressing up in, uh, you know, Spanish attire and hoping that people will also do the same just because it's fun and playful and um, it gives you an excuse to dress up because we haven't been able to for over a year. Um, and as far as other traditions, uh in the Persian respect. Um, So we are going to be having an efficient, and again, I had mentioned that we're not super religious, but um, my fiance's sister is going to marry us, which is something we're super excited about. And um, in that regard, I guess it'll be a tradition for both of our families that you have someone who's super important and special to you to marry you opposed to someone that you don't necessarily really know that well. Um, And I think still kind of early, we haven't discussed too much of it, but we might have um, a Persian setar at our wedding, which is kind of like a guitar, um, you know, played throughout the evening and, um, there will definitely be a lot of like pomegranates, which are a really um, important staple in Persian culture. So um, again, I was also raised in a household where I celebrated everything. I'm Muslim, but I celebrated Christmas and Easter. And, you know, my parents wanted us to be really open-minded to everything. So yeah, let's bring in the Spanish traditions. Let's throw in a few American traditions. Persian, why not? So, um, yeah, it'll be exciting to kind of just decide which of those we want to make a priority. That's so fun. 
I love that. I love that you're combining all of your the things that you love about life and kind of making using those traditions and making your own traditions. Yeah, which I think is kind of the beauty of starting your life with your chosen person. You get to make those decisions together and um you know, hang on to what you want to hang on to and start new beginnings moving forward. Love it. I love that. Thanks. And um, so you have your wedding venue, you have all of these, these things done. Is there anything else that you kind of have up in the air or that you have been putting off thinking about? My dress. <laughs> Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> I haven't gone, I haven't really thought about it, but I haven't even gone to a, a, you know, bridal gown boutique because I think COVID has made that a little challenging and a bit of a stinker because I don't know if I, how many people I can bring. So um, Taylor, I would be curious to know what your process was like when you, if how you chose your choice of outfit yeah. for your wedding. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um so I got married in November, not that long ago, but I chose my wedding gown like basically almost a year prior because it was like December uh, of the, the year former. So we weren't, we were almost about to be in COVID, but we weren't yet. Um, regardless, I only went with my mom and my now mother-in-law. So it was just the three of us. We went together and... Um, I got a used bridal gown. So I went to a sustainable bridal gown Amazing. shop and and bought a, a used dress. And I really loved that because I felt like the dress was totally meant to be because there it's not like you could go and there was, you know, pick one off the shelf or it's custom made for you. Like there was literally one and not a single one like it in the entire place. And it had to be my size, my style, the right length, like all of it. And it just, and, and there it was. And we oh my walked gosh. out with it that day. And my mom hemmed it for me because it was a pretty simple, um, like shift style. So there wasn't layers of tool or anything like that. And so my mom hemmed it for me and I wore it on my day and I wasn't worried about, you know, taking pictures and staining, staining it or anything like that, because it wasn't like I spent $5,000 or $10,000 on a brand new custom dress. I spent 300 on a used dress that I felt like was perfect for me. So. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I haven't given it much thought to be honest. And, um, it's, Oddly enough, not something I like fantasize about. So yeah, yeah. When the time comes, yeah, when the time comes, I'm super excited to go try on some stuff. And I know my mom and my sister will definitely be there. Um, hopefully, if they permit us. <laughs> um, but that's something to look forward to, also, because I think you know everyone wants to remember what that process was like for them. So, yeah. Yeah. Aww. Luckily, you have time. <laughs> Luckily, we have time. Exactly. The beauty of giving yourself a little bit of time to plan your wedding. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I think that's all we have time for today. 
Um, thank you so much for everyone tuning into The Wedding Dish. And thank you, Neela, for being here and sharing your business expertise and your personal wedding planning um, and all of the things. And thank you, Taylor, my guest co-host, for dishing with us. Um, where can our listeners find both of you online? Um, you guys can find me on Instagram at Asadi Graphics or on my website, which is asadigraphics.com. Amazing. Neela, I'm going to go follow you right now because I'm so excited to look at, visually look at all of, all of your beautiful work that you do and to hopefully get some sneak peeks on there at some point about what your, your own wedding invitation suite is going to look like. So I'll be following along. Um, and stay tuned. Definitely. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at LT Editorial, LT as in Lemon Tree. And it's the same website, LTEditorial.com. I love it. And thank you both so much for just being such lovely humans and sharing so much today. Um, and thank you to everyone who tuned in. Um, make sure that you look both of these amazingly talented, brilliant women up online and follow them on Instagram. Um, you can follow us at The Wedding Dish Podcast on Instagram and our website um, where you can grab the show notes, the transcripts from our um, podcast because we're committed to accessibility at theweddingdishpodcast.com and read our show notes, which I think I just said, apply to be a guest speaker and donate to us if you want to uh, send us a little love for um, bringing some juicy wedding tips and tricks from couples and wedding pros alike. Yeah. And don't forget to tune in for next week's episode. And of course, and, rate and review and share and subscribe and all of those fun things. <laughs> and thank you all so much. Have a wonderful rest of the day until we see you again. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.